Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast, where we discuss HR best practices, hot topics, strategy, and employment law changes that affect small business. I'm your host, Brandon Laws of Zenium HR. Our website is www.zeniumhr.com, where you can follow us, read articles, listen to our recent podcasts, or contact us. Thanks for listening and enjoy the topic in this episode. Joined by Molly Kelly today. Uh, Molly Kelly is a human resource business partner at Resenium, and she's actually been on a couple previous shows. We've we've done uh, bullying in the workplace, and we've done one on creating culture committees. So we're glad to have you back, Molly. I love being here. So thank you. <laughs> Good. And today's topic is actually on the heels of a process and development that you've created for exit and stay interviews That's for Resenium. Right. So we're actually going to dive into that and just talk about some of the questions and how to how to actually uh, do some of those. So let's start on the exit interview side of the the world. I think people are familiar with what exit interviews are, but give um, your general sense of what an exit interview is and what it's supposed to to accomplish. I think the, the methodology behind exit interviews makes a lot of sense when they're used appropriately. Uh, using an exit interview to really suss out how an employee felt about working for the organization, their understanding of their role, working relationships can be extremely valuable, provided that information is used for some sort of purpose. So it's sort of like having an employee satisfaction survey go out where all these results are gathered and then filed away in some kind of a filing cabinet. You really want to have a resource and a tool that's being used for a purpose to better the organization. We have a lot of clients that collect that information and actively feed it back to the manager of the employee that is departing, regardless of the reason, whether it's a resignation or a separation even. Um, and it's used then to better the, the culture and provide maybe training and feedback and additional resources. Uh, but sometimes we find that you know we're doing these exit interviews and they kind of get scuttled and there's not a lot of change. And then employees lose heart and belief in the process, essentially. Based on what you just said, I actually just a bunch of questions popped into my head. Um, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to go first. Um, typically, how long after a termination or a resignation, or how, however the person departed, when is the exit interview actually taking place? It's <laughs> a really good question. Is it right? a month? Is I, it well, a you would, you'd hope it would be relatively soon. Part of the reason being, um, if you have an independent third party conducting those exit interviews, um, say Zenium or you know another partner, um, folks will tend to move on pretty quickly. So if I'm starting another job and I get a call from uh, you know this individual company who's not affiliated with my organization who's asking me for feedback, I'm less likely to call back if it's more than, let's say, a week out from the separation date. Um, the flip side of that, though, and we've had this happen at Zenium a couple of times, less so recently because we've gotten really clear on our communication, but we've actually had an exit interview process set up where it was tied to our payroll process. And so when a final check was generated, we would get a request for an exit interview. And there have been times when that termination didn't happen on time and the manager didn't communicate, and we would call an employee and say, we understand that you've exited the organization and <laughs> would oh like to my. get your feedback. And that's obviously very awkward and very uncomfortable. So. We've really done a lot to try to shore up our processes. Um, exit interviews can also, of course, most commonly be handled internally. So the important piece there is that it is not done typically with the manager who's directly overseeing that position. You want your feedback to be neutral. Even though people are departing the company, 
there's still absolutely a, an impact upon relationship. Um, you know, references, whatever it might be um, that people worry about, should they give honest feedback. So we recommend having it come from a member of the HR team or potentially um, another uh, person with a you know, stakeholder within the organization. So sometimes even owners in a smaller corporation will talk to someone about, you know, how did you feel working here, that sort of thing. Um, and again, that, that feedback needs to be timely. So whether it's on the last day or, you know, a day or so after. If it's a day or so after or a week after, you want to make sure you communicate. This person will be contacting you, maybe even set up a calendar appointment day to follow up to make sure that it happens so we can gather that feedback. Um, and if it's happening within the person's employment, best to handle that within the last day or maybe no more than two days prior. Otherwise, the feedback might be a little skewed too. What I hear you saying, you definitely do not want to have a manager the manager of the employee terminating to, to do the the exit interview. I would I would really recommend that. They can do their own process, you know, take someone out to lunch on their last day or two days beforehand and just say, I'm really intrigued to get your feedback. So it can be a separate process. But our our experience has been that you get more direct, straightforward feedback, not even necessarily about the manager, but about the organization in general. Do are we living up to our mission, our goals, our values? Uh, do you feel like you had a clear understanding of what your role was supposed to accomplish? Uh, those questions are best answered to a neutral party in terms of gathering that feedback. And what if smaller companies don't have that third party? Should they be seeking somebody to do it? Or like you, you'd mentioned, if like the owner of the company wants to jump in and, and do the, the yeah. exit interview or maybe some other senior level executive, Absolutely. what do you think? I think it's a really important process, no matter who accomplishes that end. So whether it's you know reaching out to a third party or potentially uh, having somebody within the organization collect that feedback, and not just a paper survey. So a lot of organizations will give someone an exit survey on paper, which doesn't allow the company to follow up on feedback. And the reason I say it's such an important process is there have been numerous exit interviews that I've conducted where I've actually had a sense that, wow, this person is extremely disgruntled and they're likely to file a claim. And there have been a couple of situations where we've actually headed a, a complaint off at the pass where somebody has said, you know, I'm glad you reached out to me because I was about to call bowling. I mean, that's happened to me at least Do you think times. that proactive touch actually saved it? I agree so. Yeah, I think so. Oh. And I think that further, knowing that it was an independent third party they were talking to, they felt like there would be some follow-up. So um, in both of these situations, it was you know clients that we were consulting partners with, and we were able to go back at the highest levels and say, we really feel like there was a, a you know, situation of you know potential harassment or unprofessional conversations that were going on that made this person uncomfortable and allowed us to change the culture in a way that we could then circle back to the ex-employee and say, that isn't going to happen again, you know, at least not on not on the president's watch or whoever took responsibility for the uh, follow-up. So that's a really unexpected bonus of having those conversations. But even if somebody's not sitting on something really juicy, it's one more occasion for the company to say, we value your opinion, we want your feedback, um, we really want to make sure that your contribution continues long after you've left us. And so we'd like to reach out and find out what you think, essentially. Let's, let's go back to the reasons why you wouldn't want to have a direct manager doing the exit interview. It, it would be my assumption that if uh, there was authentic feedback from the departing employee to the direct manager that, depending on their personality, they may take something very personal. Mm -hmm. uh, that feedback would then be lost in translation to the, the, the leadership team. Potentially, um, yeah. 
Do you, any opinion on on that? I think that's va- that's very valid. I think the other piece of that too is uh, that people again are less. Most of us don't want to be the bad guy. So even if I feel like I you know have been truly wronged by or- my organization or by my manager, I'm unlikely to give that feedback. I think a lot of people, the tendency is to take a higher road and not express concerns or or issues. Um, so we often find that you know the reason that we're given for an employee separation when a client reaches out to us asking for an exit interview is resignation due to another position having been found. One of the questions that we ask in our exit interview process is, what made you start looking? And it's really interesting how often people have said, you know, well, I've actually been unhappy for a while, and I've been trying to, you know, talk to my manager or, you know, proactively trying to reach out to the HR team or, you know, whomever, and I really haven't gotten results, and so I just decided I needed to look. So what might look like a cut-and-dry position, you know, um, change, maybe a promotion that somebody's taking, or not promotion, but essentially a, a leap up in responsibility or scope or salary, um, is is blown out of the water by the fact that they didn't like the culture, they didn't like working with that manager, or they were having issues within their team, or they didn't know, they didn't feel valued, they didn't know what they were contributing to the organization and the goals. So it's really important to have that neutral kind of take on it, whatever, whoever is gathering that feedback that can then relay it to the management team and the manager in, in question. Seems to me that when you're, when you're conducting this process for an accident interview, the most efficient way would be to do some sort of electronic survey, and mm-hmm. that would be the easy way out. And you yeah. submit it on your last day to the employee, departing employee and get it done that way. But what you just said was interesting in that there may be something deeper that yeah. if somebody is just filling out something as they're leaving, that wouldn't be uncovered. You almost need somebody face-to-face there uncovering certain things, probing, asking questions like, what, yeah. you know, really, what is the reason why you're leaving? I think yeah. that's why you'd want to do a face-to-face. Would you agree I would agree. That? I would agree. And I would say that the same employee that is going to have a response of yes, no, maybe, sort of, um, on their written survey. Those are good for data points. As a data analysis <laughs> yeah. person myself, yeah, I, I know, you know, I, I love know. that. But they don't allow you to get at the relationship behind the response. And so the same employee who's going to say yes, no, maybe so um, is also probably the employee who's not going to communicate with their manager. Um, and through no fault of the manager, I mean, you could have the manager who is absolutely checking in and they're getting the yes, no, maybe, right? Um, those folks, you know, may may just not be comfortable opening up, um, and they may have very positive things to say. I mean, this is not by any means a process where we're only gathering negative information and dirt on someone. That's absolutely not the process. A lot of times, somebody like that might have really positive things to say, but they just haven't been um, pushed to give a response beyond yes, no. So having someone who can say, give me an example of when your manager was, was really supportive and responsive, or can you think of any specifics that we can note with that in terms of why you were unclear on your goals for your position? Um, that can be kind of helpful to have a one-on-one conversation versus electronic. Can you give us some sense on some of the types of questions you'd be looking for? I imagine the goals are completely different for every single company, like what you're trying to accomplish with an exit interview, but what are some general questions that people could can use? I'm sure you have some on the top of your head. Yeah, I do. You know, the ones that we, the questions that we tend to to see on most exit interviews are, uh, you know, what was your, what was your reason for leaving? Um, what about salary increase, things like that? What's leave, what's causing you to leave, things like that? I like to really see exit interviews that dive deeper into culture. So what what contributions do you think you've made to the culture? Uh, what what barriers have you had to being successful? Um, 
you know, recommend it, recommendations for the future, a lot of people tend to go blank if you ask them, what are your recommendations for the future? But giving really specific questions, if you know the organization is struggling around culture and hiring the right folks, you know, asking someone if it's a high turnover position, what would be the most important questions we ask in an interview for hiring your replacement? Um, really brings them into the process even as they're departing it. So they're probably the person most in the position to support you in giving you valid feedback that's hopefully going to support your hiring the next you know, great fit. So asking those questions or asking them, did you have a clear understanding of our, our values, our mission? Um, it just helps you kind of get a sense of overall communication. I'm seeing a lot more increasingly questions around onboarding. Do you feel like your position... Uh, played out the way we articulated it would yeah. when you were hired. You know, it's it's making people cast their minds back a while if it's been a long time. Well, yeah, if it's been over 10 years and hadn't right. even recalled that. And processes have changed so much. Exactly. It may so. not be valid, but if you've got an organization with high turnover mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe the training is an issue or the onboarding process orientations are not clearly, we're not clearly articulating what this person will be doing in their position, that's the way to really get at the heart of that. So it's partly... There are some general generic questions. How did you get along with your manager? Did you feel supported? Uh, that sort of thing. Did you, were you happy with your pay and compensation and benefits? But digging deeper and thinking about what are the challenges that we've had with this particular position or what's worked really well with this individual? Do you have any tips for success for the next person in your role, You know, that your successor essentially, can be really um, thoughtful. And people love to be asked those questions. They really feel like, oh, you know, my opinion matters. Let's um, let's move on to the stay interviews because I want to make sure we have enough time for, for that. Um, on this on the stay interviews side, you know this is actually a concept that I hadn't heard of before until really like three or four months ago. Yeah. Um, I had heard of exit interview before, um, and maybe some people are actually using the stay interview process. It seems a little bit more awkward, so mm-hmm. I imagine you need to develop a process around it. But tell listeners what a stay interview is and what uh, really the, the whole goal of it is. Certainly, yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually a relatively new process for me, too, so maybe I'm behind the times, but it's becoming an increasingly uh, well-used tool for gathering feedback from people who are not leaving. So the idea is, why wait for an exit to gather feedback? Let's talk to our current folks and make sure they don't leave. So if we find out that somebody really feels they're not a fit for their current role, but they're a great performer, and probably they would be a great fit over here in this department, we shift them over there, potentially, on the basis of this you know, checking in and feedback, or we recreate, recast their role so that they're getting to do less data entry, more people skills. So um, the delicate blend here is making no promises. So it really is, you know, kind of hypothetically in an ideal world, what would you like to do when you grow up? Uh, So questions, for example, are when you travel to work each day, what things do you really look forward to? What are you passionate about? What motivates you? What are you learning here? What do you want to learn? How do you like working with other members of the team? How do you like working for your manager? Um, so getting feedback on that. Now, people, again, if it's, if it's an area where it's a little touchy, they may be less comfortable giving feedback. So with both a stay interview and an exit interview, you want to be really clear about who is going to see that feedback. Is it going to go just to the senior leadership team? Is it going to go just to my manager? Is it going to go to the owners and HR? Who is going to see this? Because that is a, it's an open, honest process where they should have transparency about I'm tripping up on that, the open and honest part yeah, of the yeah. stay interview because, as, if, okay, if I'm, I'm an employee and mm-hmm. I'm sitting down for a stay interview, I'm trying to get feedback, or at least that's what the, the person interviewing mm-hmm. me is trying to get, what's to say that that won't come back to haunt me? That's a good in question. Some way? Yeah. You know, I've done, um, I, 
think, 11 or 12 of these recently in the last few months. And I'm, I've been impressed and surprised by how forthcoming people are. They will remain professional, and there's usually a sense of optimism in their responses that I have sometimes sensed is not, not entirely genuine. So there may be people who have kind of given up on something. Um, but, you know, the same relationships that, um, that you have to, you know, navigate and work through every single day are, are true whether or not they're on paper. So people usually are pretty, pretty open with how they're feeling because they know that that's the reality anyway. So um, we have done stay interviews in situations where there has been conflict within a team or potentially um, a manager that's been having some issues within their team, so getting feedback from their employees. And my, my sense is that when you ask them to open up about how they're feeling personally about their job, what they want to be doing, where they want to go, um, and how to work best with them, so kind of tailoring questions about how do we maximize your strengths, people will sort of lead you into conversation around any issues that they're having. Um, and again, these are not usually meant to be negative processes. So, you know, we, we've gone into negative situations and had some real positives come out of it because we found that, you know, there was just miscommunication within teams about who was supposed to be doing what. And if we realigned roles, you know, in, a, in a, even a small way, people really began to hum along and feel like they were functioning at a higher level. With the reason why you would go and, and do a stay interview, is it, I imagine it's for a few different reasons, but do do the stay interviews capture feedback about other people or is it about the person? I, I usually try to start from the perspective of the person. This is really about you. Okay. you know, so I want to ask Brandon, what kinds of things do you really look forward to when you come into work and what, what really makes you feel like you are being your skill sets being well used by Zenium? Um, in that feedback, sometimes we'll throw in questions about team or manager if we have a sense that people are unhappy. Uh, but again, you, you know, I might think somebody's doing a great job and is feeling, you know, right at home, and we find out that there's a, a different cast to it. So, um, my sense is that people are will start out mostly talking about themselves, but then it kind of gets to a broader team, and then often that leads to a manager. Really, you're just trying to find the root cause and exactly. whatever's going if there's an on. Issue. If there's yeah. an, especially a department issue, you're exactly. trying to figure out, okay, what's the problem? Is it a process? Is it a manager? Right. Is it one employee? And so, if it's usually all of the above, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if there's an issue, yeah. yeah. And and oftentimes it's around communication. So the other thing that I would I would mention in this context of kind of a podcast and people who are looking for ideas is a stay interview is something that a manager can do. So you might remove the questions around how are you, how are mm-hmm. you, you know, how's your manager doing? Although I think that's a question <laughs> managers should be asking anyway. Yeah, we have so many, too. many companies that add that into their review process yeah. that, you know, the final step in an evaluation is, and what can I do to help support you? Um, so, you know, essentially having those conversations, but maybe casting it in a slightly different way can be very beneficial too. With a stay interview, couldn't you capture a lot of these questions during like a one-on-one or even yes. a performance review, like in, if it's annually? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think my, my goal would be that that is happening with all managers. You Some know? of these questions should be asked yeah, during a one-on-one. Yeah, I agree. Especially, we actually recommend that all managers, when they have a new hire, sit down with that new hire, or if you're a new manager to a team, and say what motivates you to each of your employees. That's a really important piece of feedback. Um, if I'm motivated by praise and I have a manager who motivates me by more money, or if I'm motivated by wanting more time off with my family, and I, you know, my manager thinks that I need to be motivated by getting more and more responsibility, which keeps me in the office, um, we, we're at a crucial disconnect here. So I think it's an important conversation to be having 
whether it be in the format of an actual study interview or with a manager one-on-one. -on -one. Recently, we've been engaged quite a bit in doing say interviews within departments or um, with individuals that are really struggling in their own role or with their managers in conflict, that kind of thing. And in that case, it's helpful to have, an, again, that independent third party. So if we have a sense that there's, you know, maybe some some issues at foot, then having an external person, whether it be, you know, an, an owner as opposed to a direct manager or, you know, an outside resource, having these conversations can be really helpful too. Let's talk about, um, as we're kind of wrapping this this conversation up, let's talk about both of the, the both the exit yeah. and the state interview in, in terms of kind of the high-level strategy uh, as far as the results. Who sees the results once these are both conducted so maybe it's different for yeah. for either or but yeah i i really feel like um it's important to have direct manager on the email as well as company ownership or leadership whatever that would look like so that doesn't have to be every member of the senior leadership team let's say if you have a very large leadership team but certainly the direct manager's direct manager, so kind of a one-up situation, um, any, any other stakeholders as well as HR, so whoever is in the HR department. Um, if it's a very small organization, then we need to have someone, whether it be owner-manager or their support staff or an HR team um, that is collecting that feedback. Because the other thing you want to do is you want to use this for trends. Mm -hmm. So if all of our stay interviews and all of our exit interviews are indicating that we have a terrible onboarding process, we need to work on that. Or that this particular manager is really great at emotionally supporting their employees but has no follow-through and all of the employees are reporting that, then we have a huge issue. So someone needs to be in charge of kind of gathering the overall feedback and making some sense of it. Um, but then certainly the direct manager needs to see that feedback too. And more importantly, there needs to be sort of a debriefing if there's some issues, some really serious issues resolved where or re revealed rather. So essentially there's a, a meeting afterwards where if we've had a particularly um, virulent you know, response from somebody that we, we have a sense of where we're going. And particularly if it's a stay interview, there needs to be a debriefing with the uh, direct manager and the employee. So I, you know, I gather you had a stay interview with Senium want to thank you for participating in that process. You had some really good feedback for us about where we can go with this department. It sounds like you want to do a lot more in terms of less data entry, more people skill set. I'm looking at where we can go with that. I don't have exact, you know, pathing right now for that, but know that I know that that's an interest for you and that we're going to look for it hmm. um, in terms of where we can go from here if those conversations haven't already occurred. I imagine if you've done enough of these both the exit and the stay interviews that if you're able to capture some sort of trends and, and figure out root causes of certain issues mm -hmm. that some of this needs to be communicated out to the entire team whether mm -hmm. it's to say hey we're going to build a strategic initiative around mm -hmm. this one thing because we figured out that this is causing mm -hmm. this what do you think about that i think that's a very important and appropriate um function and response. Um, the other thing that can happen is if certain managers decide to engage in stay interviews with their employees, other departments will kind of go, well, how come we don't get to do that? So, you know, really it's it needs to be a management-wide initiative okay. if you're going to do that because there may be other folks that are sitting on feedback that needs to be heard. Um, so you want to make sure you're not just picking and choosing who you check in with. It can't be just your seasoned employees. Your newer employees, your new hires have as much feedback to give, if not more, than your seasoned folks who have maybe less of a, a scope or sense of what might be really going on for new recruits. 
Um, so it's really important to make sure that, you know, if you have a process that you're pretty much applying it uniformly, but it can take time. I mean, it might be that we start with just, let's say within Zenium, just the payroll department, and then we move on to the HR team, and then we move to benefits. But, you know, making sure that people have a sense that over the next year, we're going to be reaching out to each one of you to find out what we can do to make this place better. Some people are probably listening right now and saying, ah, I do not have this process in place right now for my company. <laughs> that said, my sense is that you probably don't want to just jump right in and just start asking questions. Yeah. And How do people get started? What's, yeah. How do they develop a process around these? That's a really good question. You know, uh, say interview process, literally, these days you can find almost anything on the Internet, which is all well and fine. But really <laughs> think about what questions you're asking and why. And just like we said with the employee satisfaction survey, don't gather the responses if you're not willing to face up to the results. So if we have an employee satisfaction survey or a stay interview where we find out that all of our employees are extremely distressed by their pay and compensation, it's not that we necessarily have the means to you know, have an immediate response to that and, and everybody gets a you know, 10% raise tomorrow. Um, but what are you going to do? I mean, if there seems like there's a major trend towards dissatisfaction with a certain manager, you know, then you have data to go back to that person and say, you know, we talked to 11 of your direct reports, seven of which are extremely unhappy with your lack of discretion around personal, you know, confidences or whatever. So, I mean, you have real specific information to circle back to, but you also have responsibility and ownership at that point. Um, so think about your process. Think about which doors you want to open when. Um, be strategic about it. And then, of course, there's a lot of upfront communication because people will not understand why we're suddenly looking at this. So make sure you're communicating that, you know, we're going to start, say, interviews department by department in the interest of bettering our culture and our company. Um, we're really looking for honest, appropriate feedback or, you know, thoughtful feedback, not appropriate, but thoughtful feedback, you know, that really digs deep in terms of what you guys see as a future for yourselves in this company. Um, and the results will be viewed by X, Y, and Z. Um, so kind of laying that structure out and then really following through, because the other thing that can be very detrimental is if we say we're going to conduct stay interviews with every employee and we only get through 30 of our 50, those other 20 are going to feel pretty slighted, understandably so. So making sure that you have outlined your, your process and your flow throughout. Well, this has been a, a very interesting discussion and I had a lot of fun. I imagine a lot of people are going to have some questions around around this, uh, just the whole process in general. It's yeah. it's pretty new to me, and yeah. you said it's actually as the last few months been new new yeah. to you as well. So I invite the listeners to to go on our blog and actually uh, comment, and then we'll have Molly follow up with with those folks, and I can filter through all those those questions that come through. But um, looking Molly, forward to it, <laughs> Molly. Thank you for joining us again, thank and you. I'm sure we'll have you again in the future. Thank you. It's a really it's a process. Both processes are really uh, something that I strongly believe in. So it's been a pleasure to talk about it. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, please visit www.zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.